Hi, everybody. This is John DeCrosta, comic, actor, voiceover. And you're listening to We Podcast and We Know Things. <laughs> well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 157 of We Podcast and We Know Things. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, Sam Ator. Made it back alive, baby. Uh, how's Baltimore, man? It was fantastic. Like, I, I, I couldn't have had a better trip, I don't think. But it, I will speak, you know, more of it later on. Oh, uh, is that your pick of the week? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Spoiler alert. We have a jam-packed show for you here on episode 157. We got trivia. We got tons of reviews. We're upwards of 10 reviews tonight. Uh, after trivia, we go movies, then TV, then gaming. Sam CGC Spotlight of the Week, our picks of the week, and we'll get on out of here. We want to tell you that we, we appreciate everybody who tuned in. Uh, for our El Camino spoiler cast, it was one of our highest rated episodes in a long time. Appreciate all the feedback and everybody that gave that a listen. And also, sorry for being a day late with the Ion Ryan show. Uh, there were some technical difficulties in getting it over to me from Ryan, and then some technical difficulties on my end getting the episode in general. So it went up on Wednesday, October 23rd. Um, so if you were expecting it on Tuesday, we do appreciate it. We were, at, I'm sorry, we do apologize. We were a day late on that episode. And a dollar short. And I, I would say it was definitely not short. It was a good episode. <laughs> I know we were a dollar short. I got it. I was just kidding. Uh, go to wepodcastandweknowthings.com, <laughs> your one stop shop for everything we podcast and we know things except for our episodes. Because I am still yet to post them for the past six weeks. And I'm telling you now, I think it's just a troll move. I think I just don't do it out of spite. We're about, no, that's fine. We're about two months behind on episodes. I have been... The last thing I want to do now, because it's such a daunting yeah. cast now that I've it's so just many growing and growing, and you're like, nope, nope. I don't think I'm not even going to renew the domain based on the amount of hits we get on that site. It ain't worth the investment. Bye bye, eighteen dollars a year. See ya. Uh, send us an email with any questions. That's we podcast and we know things at gmail.com. We will read them all on the air. And thanks as usual to our partners in the We Pod Squad, the Ion Ryan Show, aforementioned, and MRC Tech presents the last podcast. I'm looking forward to listening. Listening to Ion Ryan's episode that dropped today, Wednesday the 23rd. You're hearing this on Friday the 25th or later. And then Sean's upcoming episode this Tuesday because they're going to really go heavy into that Star Wars oh, Rise of the Skywalker, I, or sorry, Rise of Skywalker trailer. I figure Sean creamed his jeans after that trailer. Yeah, he definitely he went and bought tickets immediately for the show. <laughs> I'm going with him, so I can't say anything. We're going Sunday the 22nd of December, 8 a.m., baby. Nice. 8 a.m. I'm going to be done the movies by 10.30. I'll be home at First like time, 10.45. Time. Oh, man. It's been a long time since I saw an 8 o'clock show. Probably episode 7 with you. When we saw it at 8 o'clock in the morning at Nishamini, you and I did. The good old days. They were the good old days, man. Not a care in the world. Yeah. Now, I'm just hitting the old Roll dusty trail. <laughs> Sam, it's five and a half to two and a half for our trivia. First to 11, win by two. Good luck. Larion weighs 264.6 pounds. Exactly the same weight as what other Pokemon? You say Flareon? Larion. L. A I R O N. Two hundred and sixty-four point six pounds. The same weight as what there other Pokemon? About a thousand Pokemon. There you go. The weights of all. This is the question I came up with. I saw it sold. <laughs> Can you give me a hint on what generation? At least. Oh, okay. I'll keep it. It's between one and four. How's that? 
It's only 400 Pokemon. Got it. Thanks, buddy. Uh, can I can I look up the? I don't know what Pokemon you're talking about. I don't know if you're pronouncing okay. it right. Can you pull it up? I will. You don't, so at least I can get a size comparison in my head. You don't even know what Pokemon it is. I don't think you're saying it right. I've probably, never. Probably fucking not. <laughs> I was also going to do a Pokemon question for you, but I I decided against it uh, last minute. Agron's evolved form. See? Got it. It's a middle. That's a middle stage. That's not even the damn I, final I, evolution. I just saw the fact, and I, I Jesus saw the question. And I liked it. Um, what is it? Two sixty five and change. Two sixty four point six. Two sixty four point six. This is a wild guess. Okay, fine. I'll keep it nice. It's it's all in the first generation. All right, Aerodactyl. Rhydon. That's a good one. That's probably what it so was. My guess is because it's also a stone. Lapras, Machamp, Kangaskhan. I'd have gotten it. If I, I you said right on, yeah. Is, do you mean right horn? No, right on. You sure? Hundred percent. All right. I I would have gotten it based off your answers then. I don't know. I, I would have said, I said right Kang- horn. I thought you were on Kangaskhan. Nah, no, no. Kangaskhan's got a kid too, man. That's extra weight in that pouch. Well, you figure it it's a four-legged stone dinosaur, very yeah. much like a right horn right on. I don't know. Lapras weighs a lot. Right. That's why I wouldn't have gone for 264. Damn, true. <laughs> it's so facto. That's like 500. It's so facto. All right. Uh, you're, I, I went back. I was really... I'm not going to lie to you. You're reaching. No, I'm not going to lie to you. This, this question, it's 8.05 p.m. Eastern time as we as we record this. This question was done at 5.58 p.m. today. So I really was okay, just reaching. Last minute, okay. last minute question. Okay. I went back to a what year question. I right. hate the what year question. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, what year did Bloodshot debut in the Variant comic series? Or Valiant, Valiant? Whatever. What year did he debut? I think I kind of know it. What is that comic issue? I see it in my head. It's issue number four of his first cameo appearance and issue number zero of something else. Yeah, Ryo Zero. Yeah. What's the year? I might have to hear because I can't think of it. Just to be safe, I'm here. 1990, 1992, 1995, 1997. 90. Uh, 92. Damn it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Five and a half to two and a half. That was, that was rough. That was a rough <laughs> trivia night for us. Holy <laughs> shit. You're sitting here saying, like, a Pokemon, I don't even know what the fuck it is. <laughs> I said I'm his name here, right, so I'm proud of myself. I'm back to my what year so, questions. You don't know his Pokemon the way he used to. He talks it's a lot of right. shit. You don't know, I your, you don't know your comics. That's okay, too. You know, my comic I don't read guy. Valiant. <laughs> Truth, though. <laughs> and I don't know the weight of all. One thousand. I, so I did try to poke your knowledge. Just wait for them. Them crimps. Your armor. I gotta pierce it. Well, it's a crimp. Crimps. <laughs> Cause, causes all damages. What? Cricks in your armor. Uh, go. Chink. Chink in your. Armor. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Crimp. Oh, you getting God. a tasty cake after this one? A butterscotch be. crimp it. I might be. All right, we got two reviews in the movie section. We're going to start off with Zombieland Double Tap. And because I have like over 10 reviews, or about 10 reviews to do this week, I got to find it. Here it is. Zombieland Double Tap is a riot. And a lot of that is due to Zoe Deutsch and her character, Madison. Hmm. While it doesn't quite achieve the classic... Uh, classic status on its own right when it comes to sequels that do the original film justice it's really up there it's worth the wait it's worth your time and your money seven eight eight oh 
I swear, I was thinking eight, but it's like they always give like that random ass seven, eight, seven, nine shit. I'm not gonna lie, they definitely have done that before. I will give you that one. All right, but hey, I, I still gotta say it. this one's a long one, so you're gonna have to strap in. Uh oh, please. This give is Terminator some. Dark Fate. Come on, baby. Yeah, Zombie Land Double Tap. By the way, any plans to see that in theaters? Maybe. No, uh, Terminator trumps that. Terminator trumps that. Yeah. All right. Despite Sarah Connor's previous attempts and sacrifices, humanity's fate is once again at stake, and with it, the future of the franchise itself in Terminator Dark Fate. Tim Miller's film definitely builds upon what worked in the first two James Cameron-helmed entities while bringing in a new host of characters and circumstances to challenge the course of humankind. While there's definitely some frantic uh, leapfrogging involved in terms of accepting why some characters have evolved the way they did, Terminator Dark Fate ultimately succeeds in serving as both a suitable closing chapter to the two original films and a possible gateway to exciting new chapters ahead. 8.2. Both of them. (laughs) Both I'm trying of them. to change my tactics. And you went 7-8 and 8-2, literally the oh, average man. of those two scores for both of them. Um, and you think we're just getting started in the reviews? Wait till TV and then wait for gaming. Six in gaming. Just want to throw that out there. Uh, we did our El Camino spoiler cast last week. Ashley and I finished Breaking Bad. So last night we started watching El Camino, my second time, her first time. Uh, so we're right there. Movie's doing really well. It's brought in over 6.5 million viewers in its first three days alone with at least 8.2 million people starting it. So like the 6.5 have gone past a certain point to where it counts as a view. At least 8.2 people have clicked play. Um Maybe not finishing it. And of all of those numbers, the 6.5 and the 8.2, on day one alone, that was 40% of that. So we're talking, what, 3.5 million people in day one alone checking out El Camino. We were both two of them. So it's just good to see that the fans are still there for it. You know, they didn't forget about it. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I, I like it. I think it's good. It's, I felt like... What sucks, right? We say six point five in 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 uh, three days, and that's awesome. And then we look at Game of Thrones, who had fourteen, fifteen million people viewing one episode, or Breaking Bad, which if Breaking Bad was on now, it would get fifteen million viewers a week. So like it, tr- it sucks because like that number, it's great for Netflix because yeah, it's paid subscribers yeah. and everything. But if that was on TV, that would be a disappointment. Oh, of course. If that was on of AMC, course. that would be a disappointment. So it sucks because like. All of these people that watch Breaking Bad, especially the last couple seasons when it reached its peak popularity, haven't watched this movie. It didn't translate because either they don't have Netflix, they didn't want to buy Netflix for it. Like this is the type of thing that if I'm a Breaking Bad fan, I sign up for the 30-day trial or or I buy it for a month. You find a new email. Yeah, or you buy it for the month (laughs) and you watch it and you cancel it if you didn't have Netflix. It's almost like a system seller. Like if you – you might buy a Switch just to play Pokemon. Who knows if you do that? But like – that's a system seller. Windows I felt like indie. I felt like this would have been the thing to drive yeah. people towards Netflix. Now Netflix did uh, say that this month they did have an uptick in their uh, subscriber count, which is good with Disney right around the corner yeah. and all these other. And I think they, they have to drop some stuff just to kind of keep up with because Disney's going to be fucking awesome. Yeah, Netflix is dropping what a two billion dollar investment again into into original <laughs> shows next year, so they're again going to try and keep up with the Joneses. Because we know that uh, Disney is dropping Marvel show after Marvel show with Mandalorian and for the Star Wars universe. Like these insanely large productions. You have Game of Thrones, prequel series, 
so tons of competition out there that Netflix is trying to keep up with. Uh, but speaking of Star Wars, we said The Mandalorian. Speaking of Star Wars, we had a The Rise of Skywalker did get its final trailer during halftime of Monday Night Football. I was watching it live, so I caught the trailer. Kind of forgot it was coming on. So I was like, oh, oh shit, really? I forgot about this. So it was nice to kind of see it. Did you watch the trailer? Did, of course. Yeah, I watched it a couple different times uh, without diving twice. into specifics because, you know, that's what Sean and Ryan are there for. Yeah. What would you think of this trailer? The, just that trailer? Better than episode eight. Damn. <laughs> this this was finally the trailer that did it for no, me. No, it, it did. It, it actually got me hyped again. Yeah. You know, I wasn't like, really like. I wasn't hyped for. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. But for this, I was like, okay, they're gonna actually go that like go out with a bang with this one. That and that that ending of eight where I just walked away, said meh, and like that feeling of Star Wars fatigue that I've had for a couple years now is starting to fade. I'm starting yeah. to get that itch, yeah. that excitement yeah. for nine. I think back to you and I seeing seven at eight in the morning, I just, and I just don't know when the next time I watch eight again. Like if I'll never. Ever. Like that's what I'm saying. Never. Like I may never see that movie again. I mean, when I eventually when I show Helena the the one through nine. Thing. She hates it. All of it. That's okay. I don't mind. I'll be a dad who supports their kid with whatever they want to do. Yeah. Sports, video games, whatever. Gotta answer that. Just whatever you need to do, Helena. Daddy's here for you. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm the, the itch is starting to come back. I I like Karen. You, you saw, I saw Rose in yeah, the trailer. <laughs> she course. is definitely there. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I, I'm really intrigued with what they're doing with Palpatine. Like I yeah. cannot wait to see his role in this whole yeah. thing. And then there's one scene where Ray and and um, Kylo kind of working together. To I, I, I'm so oh, intrigued. Like, what are they actually hitting? What are yeah. they breaking? I want. Yeah. To, I want to see them fighting on the like the. Yeah, was that just trailer fodder? And that's actually not yeah, in the film. Exactly. Like, are they trying to sure. throw us? Because Marvel does that a lot, and so it's you know they're all under the same roof. Maybe that's the thing. I think the my favorite thing that happened to that entire trailer, and I'm paraphrasing. I don't remember the exact quote that Ray says, but it's very early on in the trailer after she's in the jungle. She has a voiceover, and she says, everybody's been telling me who I am, but nobody knows. And I think that that's a meta commentary on like the Twitter war of her her heritage and who her parents are. And And this was just a big fuck you. I thought that was, and I could be wrong. Maybe that was actually for canon, but like, I think that was more of a meta Kind of go fuck yourself with these little. Could have been. It's it's cool. It's, I like that they like, do. Or it's like I hear you guys talking shit. You yeah, know? like we see what you're doing, and yeah. maybe we'll. You know, I I think I read an article, and Sean is. Oh, I'm getting uh, a text message from him <laughs> right now, probably. Uh, he, I think I saw something that said the that her heritage or parentage will be explained in this movie. I- do you remember seeing something like that? I think they I reported think I remember, on it. I do remember hearing about it, but I don't know. Nothing's confirmed. Yeah, maybe it was just one of those leaked articles we'll, that we we'll you know, know in a week. We or talk two. about who knows, but yeah, we. Uh, we why would we? Fall, I we, we'll know when it's a out. couple months. We'll know when <laughs> about, it's out. about two months yeah. from now. A week December. or two, we won't know a thing. Uh, but anyway, the tickets after that trailer went on sale immediately. So it's tickets on sale now. The tickets have done so well that they've actually surpassed Endgame in terms of Adam Ticket's presale numbers. This is now the highest presale for the first 24 hours. You think they hours. just make this shit up? Like, ah, fuck it. This one, one, hey, here's the new record. No. <laughs> no, I don't know. I just, they're making up shit at this but point. But these are big-ass movies. This isn't yeah. like... This isn't like... You think this is going to trump Endgame? This isn't... I, I, that was going to be my next question to you. This isn't like some shitty movie like John Wick. Um... Don't be stupid. <laughs> I saw Jonathan Sheck, by the way, in Baltimore. I could have said what's up to him. Why didn't I, you? I never got the chance. Okay. Uh, Truth, though. Uh, no, I'm sure. <laughs> I was I was almost going to be a creep and take a picture. Like, yeah, there's your boy. 
Nah, I'm good. Uh, yeah, it's fine. I think I'm better off. Uh, <laughs> does so like Endgame battled with Avatar back and forth. It passed episode seven, and it did. It, it wasn't necessarily close. Nine being the closing chapter of this saga. Okay. And we know there's going to be a three year hiatus, or at least that's what it is of, as of now. Maybe it'll be shorter. Who knows? Um, this might be the movie that that. I hate to say it. Endgame's only had the record since it, what June, but like, it has the only shot in the near future. There is not another because the MCU is going to unless have to Avatar Two is like the ne- next. Who knows best when that's coming out? Bread. Does that even have a, an official release 20, date? Is it twenty one or twenty two? Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. I thought it got. Be. I thought it got delayed at twenty one. Delayed twenty. It got delayed. Yeah, I was going to say it was nine years old at this point. Uh, I. I yeah, the MCU has to rebuild itself. DC. I mean, I guess it's got a shot. DC movies aren't getting that much money, like uh, that that billion range, the two billion range. Uh, we, they only made it to a billion twice. Like yeah. they're, they're what, just there. There is no big Disney movie that, like, The Lion King's out, Aladdin's out. There's no other huge live action like right on the horizon. Maybe Little Mermaid because I don't think Mulan's going to pull in that type of money. Um, Never know, no. So uh, this is probably the movie that we're gonna that that'll give Endgame a run for its money. Pardon the pun for a, a while, and it's like we talk about it like Endgame's had the record for ten years. It's had it for like five months, but still, it it's a huge thing that like movies aren't dead and Star Wars fatigue and all this stuff that people talk about. It's alive and well. It's done millions and well, millions well, of views on YouTube. This, and once this makes over at least a billion, they're going to be like, well, the fatigue's not there. Yeah. That's all bullshit. Do you know what this trailer is has done for me more than anything is I am finally, and I'm happy to say it, excited I'm finally it. excited to see Mandalorian. I am so oh, finally cool, ready cool. for that show. See, I, I was already ready not for me. that. Not me. Didn't care. Oh, wasn't going to watch Pascal. it. I am literally buying the service day one for the year and don't care. But now... 100% in. And I think it's a lot because Favreau is a genius and I like what he does. I love Pedro Pascal. They're already working on season so, two. Like, yeah. you know, they're planning ahead. It's not like you know it's just a one season dump. Yeah, this know? was this was finally some Star Wars content that, like, got me excited to be in that universe again. And I know there's a lot of contrarians out there that like you, just want to Do you hate, like seven? Do you like seven? I right? love yeah. seven because I love four. And Four's then, probably my favorite and episode. And then eight? I thought it was meh. Uh, it's the type of movie that I don't find myself having to go back and watch okay. again. Ever. I remember what I, happened. I would I'm rather watch the prequels. On Star Wars Seriously. Day, on Star Wars Seriously. Day, I won't go that far. Maybe episode three. On Star what? Wars Day of this year, I started episode eight again, and I got I got at least twenty two minutes in, and then said, "Nah, you know what? I'm all good." And it just wasn't speaking to me. I just remember how I felt in that theater. So, eh. and I'm <laughs> and I'm not a Star Wars guy. To the point where I have to go back and rewatch all eight episodes before I go watch yeah. nine, as I know a lot of people are going to do, probably Sean included. Um, you can watch a YouTube video that tells you everything in like five minutes. That's exactly what this – my strategy watch for seven, this movie – go to YouTube. Okay. Whoop, my strategy like for this isn't even to watch any of them. It's just going to be to do the complete history of – we'll find it on Screen Crush or wherever has it on YouTube. So I am definitely excited for nine. I'm excited for Mandalorian. I am not excited for Weiss and Benioff's project. That can go fuck itself. I'm excited for uh, Ryan Johnson's trilogy. And I'm definitely excited for Feige's. Like that is going to be really cool. But I that's, I'm more, that's 10 years. His is the most obviously. I'm that's for just the farthest out True. unless they push him up like who knows they could knock out the, he could you know benny hoff and weiss or the ranger uh, the if ranger. he said that true they're gone 
you know, like that's why he's like. There's the power, a lot of things you know? you're saying tonight that don't make a lot of sense, but that's okay. When you listen back to this, you'll be like, "The fuck this could chink in the armor, uh, a crumpet." <laughs> Uh, so, you don't even remember. So Joker is set to pass Deadpool as the highest grossing R-rated film of all time. You had originally said it's going to be the best October, which I think it now is. It passed Yeah, it, I think it is. Uh, at least for an opening. And now if it's going to be the highest rated R film of all time, it might even come close to any October movie of all time. Um, I am going to see this the day that you're hearing this episode, listeners. So by the time we gather again next week and this is official that it officially passed deadpool we'll finally be able to talk about it i i just hope you actually like it i like i, I don't know how you're gonna take it to be honest you know me well enough to know I, 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 I don't know i root for the villains so it's, it's not a i mean it's i'm not saying like it's it's, it's like a let me take. let me just let me it's get your opinion on this take. in talking to somebody at work today they told me they didn't like the film okay and i just want to bring up their point, and I'm sorry if I get it wrong, I'm kind of paraphrasing their point, but I want to see if you can see their side. Okay. He or she said to me that he he or she did not like the film because it felt just like a bunch of random occurrences that led to the thing, as a, that led to him becoming the Joker, as opposed to a cohesive story that he could find going somewhere. Uh, I mean, I, I guess I could see, you know, his point there, but like, you know, everyone will interpret that movie differently. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I just thought for what it was and how his brain was working, I, I I don't know. I thought it worked in that sense, but I guess I could see that. I don't. I'm not going to this movie for the plot. It, Am I going to be pleasantly surprised? I, I just think I don't know. Like when you watch it, like he, he like makes you like almost like uncomfortable, but you like it. Like it's I so don't know. It's, I'm going to this movie for Joaquin Phoenix. That's well, why I'm going for this movie. 100%. I'm not going to see the Joker or or a. A cohesive story or a plot that gets me from A to B. I don't care. I know who the Joker is. I really don't need a concrete story as to how he becomes it. I just want to see that man's performance on the screen captivate me. And you will. In a way that I don't want to look away. Am I going to get that? And you will. I'm, I'm telling you he's going to have your attention. Like, I don't, like it's like when you've seen Heath, when he was on mm-hmm. screen, your eyes were on him. Out of the two-hour runtime, how much is he in it? All of it. Okay, good. At the two-hour and two minutes, two hours. <laughs> yeah. prob- you know good so he dominates the oh, 100 the film sorry 100%. we're getting started a lot later than we normally do i apologize everybody i'm yawning like a some bitch super tired uh paul dano has been cast as the riddler for the batman and i have to say this is the most excited i've been for a casting in this movie's history including pattinson and and, and i'm kind of i was kind of shocked i was like really but i could kind of see it like even like the video games like he has the face that i think he can actually pull it off Paul Dano played one of my favorite parts in a movie in the last 10 years. So I'm so pumped to see it, it, him. Uh, is it, was that girl next door? No, no. That was 2004. <laughs> okay. That was 2004, a long time ago. No, Paul Dano is a youngster. When he was in that movie, yeah, yeah. looked oh, like yeah, a he youngster. A he he a very much has grown up since then. Yeah. No, he played young Brian Wilson in Love and Mercy, the movie about uh, the Beach Boys lead singer. Oh, okay, cool. So I he was he, in a couple different things. Like, he's he, actually a good actor. He rocked that part. Par, uh, pardon the pun on that one again. Um, but man, what a great flick! It's one of my favorites of the last. 10, I, I mean, 10 years, I think so. you can agree with me better than uh, what's his name, Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill probably was playing Penguin. I'm just saying, I, until you'd want to see Paul play it. 
Uh, because like when I see Jonah Hill, I don't see any character. I see Jonah Hill. (laughs) The only character that I thought he played two, I think there were two movies when I could suspend my disbelief. And by the way, Jonah Hill is reportedly out for for the Batman film overall, uh, which leads us kind of into this next story. The only two roles that I saw Jonah Hill in where I wasn't like, that's Jonah Hill. And I was like, that's a character. One, Wolf of Wall Street. Those teeth were so funny, but Wolf of Wall Street was one. And two was Moneyball. He was good in Moneyball. He was really, really good in Moneyball. He was. He didn't play the fat class clown. He played an analytics monster. I did like him in This Is the End. I did like. But him he as plays himself. himself. Yeah. Like he yeah. he literally plays himself yeah. in that one. So like he is the quintessential. Oh, that's Jonah Hill. It's kind of like yeah. um, like Michael Sarah, kind of just plays Michael Sarah or Jesse Eisenberg. He just kind of plays Jesse Eisenberg, self, and then yeah. when he does the one role that is not Jesse Eisenberg, which was Lex Luthor. He doesn't do it well. So he's just like, he needs to stick to his thing. And I think Jonah, uh, I'm, listen, do I think Jonah Hill could have pulled off the penguin? Yes. But do I think I would have looked at that screen and been like, that's just Jonah Hill. But does he have the teeth? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I'm okay with the casting. I, I would almost like the penguin to just be a nobody. I would rather, I think, pick someone else. I don't know. Yeah. Give us somebody else. Yeah, like somebody that I don't really know well. Like Paul Dano. I know him from one role, from one obscure movie, and then The Girl Next Door. Like, yeah. they're the two movies that I know <laughs> Dude, him that from. that was the first movie that came to my head. So, like, it's, he's I'm, not, I'm down. I'm he, down. Yeah, he's not like Kit Harrington. Get, goddamn. Like, if, come, slow, <laughs> slow your roles on Kit Harrington. He's not that great of an actor. Uh, Jared Leto is reportedly done as Joker, which I think is... More closure as opposed to news. Yeah, but because I thought there was the report out that like he he tried to well, stop the Joker yeah. or something like that. I mean, hey, I mean, Jealousy is an ugly color. And I friend. could say I could see like, hey, oh, no one didn't like me as a Joker. You only saw me for ten minutes. I still like. I mean, Joker. he's still a Joker. I think he would have done better. No teeth. None of the tr- chromed out teeth and no tattoos. I think he would have been automatically ten times better. Oh, Once people saw his face, like ooh, that's gonna be tough. I, I was fine with that dead gangster street Joker. Like uh, you know, you have. 57 different Earths in the comics, probably more than that. And each one of them has their own interpretation of a character. Listen, we have Heath's interpretation. It, we have Jack's. We have uh, no, 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 no. Uh, and that's Mark Hamill's. We have... What I'm saying, I'd rather they release like a fuller cut. Like, okay, this more is, of him? Exactly. Like, I mean, but yeah, but you, want, but you want them to take away two key parts of his visual appeal, which was the teeth and the tats. But it, I'm good with both But of if them. they have to keep it, keep it, because like I, like you said, it's it's always good just to get a different, just different take interpretation, on, you know, right. some, on a different character. If, if every character was the same in every version yeah. of every story, there wouldn't be a point to having alternate versions of stories. So, like, if this is the gangster Joker with the chain gun in the 20s saying, yeah, yeah. see, I'm the Joker, yeah. see, I'm fine with that. But, like, it sucks that we only saw Leto in one project as the Joker, and, for and it's minutes. not even his project. Like yeah. that sucks. Yeah. I'd like that's the what I'm scene. saying. Release something. Like, give me like they that, said they shot that an hour. Harley, give me a half hour. Right, that Harley Quinn Joker movie that they said with Margot and him. Man, I really would have liked the scene where that would have gone. But I'll tell you now, if they would have released it, it would have flopped hard in its face. To take her into yeah. Birds of Prey, fine. Let her kind of do her own thing there. And, and you think that movie's going to be really successful? I think it's going to be successful. I don't think it's going to be good. Um, I feel the same way about Wonder Woman and I feel the same way about Black Panther. I feel the same way about a lot of flicks that are cult, very good, like very well-loved films like universally for whatever barriers they break, this, that, and the other. I think Wonder Woman is a shitty movie with shitty CG. That's it. It's boring as fuck. I can't get into it. I fall asleep within 10 minutes. When I wake up and it's still on, I get pissed because I have to rewind it and watch that schlock again. Can I ask you something? It's got some of the worst CG ever. 
in a DC movie. Would you like better Wonder Woman or Captain Marvel? Captain Marvel is not even close. And that's wow. and 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 if for no other reason than I got that to actually, see a like, block, physically hurt. Then I got to see a blockbuster and a Game Boy. Like at Captain Marvel and it has nothing to do with Marvel versus DC. Get that out of the the, it's the way. All, it's all in it has there. nothing to do with it. If it was just two movies up against each other, Captain Marvel had a supporting cast that I loved. I you didn't like Samuel L as young Nick Fury in that movie. I did. He was my favorite part of the movie. When you look at the supporting cast in Wonder Woman, you had uh, what's his face, Chris Pine, yep. playing a British spy with an American accent. Yeah. What sense does that make? It doesn't. And at least Captain Marvel CG, as weird as it was to see her with like a mohawk, then kind of just transformed. Blah blah blah. Jude Law was good. So you'd rather see her make the same face the entire movie. Wonder Woman can't even speak English. Gal Gadot has a very, very thick non-English accent. Yeah, they made her accent. They made, made the whole, like all her co-stars kind of have her accent, except for Chris Pine, who decided fuck an accent. <laughs> like <laughs> I don't, I don't feel like American. it today. Um, there, there's actually a really good uh, video on YouTube that supports my thoughts it's by Ralph the Movie Maker. He does a 45 minute breakdown of Wonder Woman, and I was watching that like oh my god somebody else feels the way i do like i'm not alone like black panther completely acceptable film completely acceptable in the marvel canon uh ant-man and the wasp completely acceptable film whatever they're two very well liked films and i think they blow but i love michael b jordan and i love paul rudd i just don't like them you don't care for him but love the first one so yeah, Ant Man Ant- Ant- One's a solid flick. How interesting! Real solid flick. Real solid. That's a good eight out of ten. Seven out of ten movie. Seven. As he keeps going down the ladder. Six. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder Woman 1984. Speak of the devil. Apparently, we got like a little bit of a tease of when a trailer could drop, but maybe we don't know when it's dropped or who it's dropping to. We know December 8th is allegedly and reportedly the date that we're going to see Wonder Woman 1984 footage, but it could be at a con behind closed doors, and yeah. we don't know yet if it's going to be released to the public. So basically, we're not going to see it probably for another week later. Okay, got you. So no like, maybe around Christmas time. Maybe that's like the big Christmas thing. I just like. Give me a little tease of Cheetah. I would like a little tease. Do we know who's playing Cheetah? Yeah, what's her name? The the, the uh, comedian actress. If it's who I'm thinking, blonde hair. She's oh, fuck. It's goddamn movie. If it's, I, I see your face. I can't think of her damn user phone. God damn it! Even McGruber. She was the chick that was <laughs> that he was banging in McGruber. I can't think of her. If you say her name, god damn it, Connie Nielsen. Mm-mm. Oh, Robin Wright? No. Oh no! Wait, hold on. He's. That's who I thought yep. it was, Kristen Wig. That's it. That's Kristen who I. Wig. That's who I was thinking. I was having a brain fart. Kristen Wig. I was like, oh, don't say Kristen Wig. I, I just hope she's good. Now. Like I, you know, because you know, Cheetah's a badass. Yeah. Uh, over to a little bit of Marvel stuff. Black Adam's Marvel, right? He's DC. Is he? Yeah, All right, then I'm sticking with DC. <laughs> Black Adam will begin production in July 2020. This is why I ask you. Yeah, and and I was kind of like, I didn't know if this movie was in like because The Rock's so damn busy, and I haven't heard him say a peep of anything. So mm-hmm. it's good to see that this movie's still in production and it's moving forward. <sighs> was it 2021? Well, all we know is just. The Rock's in it. That's all we know. Yeah. <laughs> like nothing else is known about this movie. All right, starts production. It's in The Rock. All right, we're good. If it's in The Rock's hands, it's just we're all in good faith that it's going to be good. Um, he listen. He a lot of people love Jumanji. I didn't love it. 
A lot of people, a lot of people, I mean, Ballers got canceled. Like, there are projects. Five seasons. Yeah. There are projects that The Rock are in that that aren't great. I have a feeling this is, this could be one of them. Wow. That's horrible. Why would you not go to You want to know why? No. Do you want to know why? I said no. No, I didn't. (laughs) The Rock is playing Black Adam. Yeah. Not a lot of people know who Black Adam is. Yeah. Number one. And number two, they've kept such heavy wraps on the movie and so much kind of behind a veil. Even to this point, we're almost at 2020 now. We're within 10 months of production here, nine months of production. It's going to take a hell of a marketing campaign. Now, he's got millions and millions of followers on social media. So I'm sure he'll do the Will Smith treatment where he'll drop the trailer on his own personal pages. He he always does that. And all this stuff. Like I'm sure that the hype could be there. But I have a feeling this movie's going to top at like six, which is still a fine six hundred million dollars. Still a fine. Just gross don't throw three hundred million dollars at this movie. I think you keep this at like a hundred, hundred forty million. The Rock budget. alone is an expensive actor, my friend. That, no, that's what I'm saying. But you, you got to try to keep a rein on this. You don't want to blow it all in the CGI. I just I don't but know I, if the it, character it, is. It enough. sucks because it's Black Adam. Like he's strong. You're not. gonna you're gonna have the Black Adam fans, which I don't know how many there are. I'm I'm just not seventeen. I didn't know how many uh, who Black Adam was. So, and then you have your Rock fans that are going to go see yeah, it just because it's yeah. The Rock. And then you have your DC fans. Outside of that, who's going to see it? Like, I don't know but, if that's okay, an equating to a billion dollars. Exactly, Levi going to be in it? Like, like right. that's like that. I think that would draw people. Like, oh shit, Cat, or Captain Shazam. Marvel versus Black Adam or something like that. Like just to draw a different side. Yeah. But I'm down to whatever it is. I'm just glad to see that a DC project is moving forward. Uh, Korg. Is going to return hey. in Thor: Love and Thunder. I love Tiki Watiti. Taika Watiti. Last time we saw him, he was playing Fortnite in New Asgard. So pissed with Fat Thor. <laughs> of course, it still gets more recognition. I love. I know that that uh, sucks, man. That Fortnite is in Endgame. Taking over in 25 years when we watch Got Endgame, Fortnite's going to be playing. Uh, on someone's TV. That's when I get pissed when Korg's playing Fortnite. God, I hate Fortnite so much. <laughs> Iron Fist star Jessica Henwick is in talks for a lead role in The Matrix 4 and Jada Pinkett Smith also in talks to return. Well, I'm 100% for Jessica Henwick because I thought... What she is w- she in? She's in Iron Fist. Who does she play? She was uh, Colleen Wing. She was like okay, the yeah, baddest yeah. in Iron Fist. Like, she ma- made Iron Fist okay. So that... I, she, awesome. She didn't make it good. <laughs> she made a really bad thing watchable. Like barely. She, but she carried it. Good for her. Uh, and then we also got a trailer for Bloodshot, a.k.a. where my trivia question for you came from. This is a Vin Diesel superhero movie. Did you check it out? I did. I, I watched this trailer. Did it? You didn't think it looked pretty good? No. This looks like him in Pitch Black, which is well, I, I love Pitch Black. very similar. One of his best movies he ever did. In 2000. Plain and simple. You're, I think um, you're dead on 2000. I, I know. I watched it in your basement multiple times. That's... Pitch Black was 01, I think, or 02. Or not Pitch Black, the um, his the sequel. Damn. I had the video game on Xbox. Chronicles of Reddit. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, that was like 01, 02, maybe 03. Uh, I'm, I have it, to, I'm it going looks, to say it. I it doesn't look it. comic booky, which I can appreciate. Yeah. He said that he literally said that they were going for something different. They yeah. did things a little bit different. I mean, what they it, shot. This is an for? R, isn't it? I think, I this think it is an R. R. Yeah, I think this is an R. Uh, it just looked like another movie. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe even Ben Diesel said it was the guy's first film he ever directed. So that that's tough. Could, could be, be a good, could thing, be a, a could good be or bad thing. Yeah. Uh, I just don't see what makes this movie special. That's where I think I'm at. And like, if I'm gonna go see a comic book, another comic book movie in 2019, 2020. I mean, Jason David Frank played 
Bloodshot on the Bat in the Sun productions when they mm-hmm. did like you can still watch that online right now. Like I thought he did a pretty good job, but we'll see what Vin Diesel can do. Uh, it's just I just don't know what's it's a superhero make it. movie, right? And that's my point. Yeah. There's so many of them. I, something has to make it special. And this trailer just looked like another movie. It didn't look like there was no scene in this trailer that was memorable. I don't remember a single thing that I was like, God, I can't wait for yeah, Sam to come over to talk about again, Yeah, so like. Can I just you? like when, I just like when he got shot. Like you see him like get the shot, face, and then he and kind then of like, heals himself. So yeah. it's, it's 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 cool. That was really early too. That was like the hook, the first five seconds to like get you in, and then it like went to the trailer. Yeah, that just that was enough to bring you in. Like okay, you're watching this. <laughs> yeah, like what's this all about? It just I don't know. There wasn't a lot for me there. I would be surprised if I never watched this. I wouldn't be. No, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised for you. This. But anyway, yeah. I, I have to. This isn't like this isn't a theater for me right now. Again, right now, this isn't a DVD for me or a Blu-ray. This isn't a free cable. This is just like a complete base. Will it watch for free? Nah, I'm good. Sam, Sam, I'm over Sam's house. We're eating turkey sandwiches, hanging out, and he's like, "You want to watch some Bloodshot?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go home." I live, I live around the corner right. now. I don't even want this sandwich. <laughs> I'm out. Can I get some Doritos for the road? <laughs> uh, Adam Driver, who plays Kylo Ren, is in talk for Ben Affleck's role in Ridley Scott's movie, The Last Duel. So Affleck out, Driver in. Oh, I thought Ridley Scott was retiring. Huh? Good for him. I didn't even like. I thought he retired. Yeah, for like ten years when I was a kid, I thought Ridley Scott was a woman. So that's fine. Well, well, and that's how I, much I, I care about that. the last duel. Listen, I like Adam Driver. I like Kylo Ren. I loved Adam Driver's role in Black Klansman. Thought that was one of my favorite movies in recent memory. But like, okay, Ridley Scott sucks. This ain't the nineties anymore. Did you yeah. like Prometheus? Actually, no. I was actually disappointed. I watched it with you in IMAX. Yeah, I was. Didn't you like it? No, it fucking uh, blew I chunks. Was, I was disappointed. It's like pretty, pretty bad. I wasn't disappointed. It sucked. I, I was just flat out mad that I wasted my. You know, that was the first IMAX movie I ever saw oh, outside of the Franklin Institute when I saw X Games. Like that was my first experience, and I was like, I remember looking at you like, <laughs> "Is this how loud it's gonna be? Holy shit!" And I was expecting some action or whatever. I got the guy from the OC blowing up. I got some chick's head coming off, and I got a gray <laughs> alien walking briskly, like, and and some some douchebag robot like with perfect hair. I didn't need it. It was a shitty yeah. movie. It was it, shitty. I, I saw one xenomorph at the end. I think I in a tease. Out. No, we stayed awake. We stayed Did awake. I? Yeah, it was a long movie though. That's what I'm I saying. Be I remember being long. Yeah, it was really long. But Ridley Scott, this isn't the '90s anymore. Ridley Scott is irrelevant. Make a good film. Me, I don't remember the last one I saw. I'm, I'm, oh, Greg's on. I'm Greg's busting on out one. the IMDb. He's on one today. I'm I'm, by, I'm busting out the IMDb. Ridley Scott. You know what? He I produced think. this. He didn't direct it, so I'm not counting it because I like The Martian. Uh, let's see. Producer? No, I want a director. He has directed. I mean, he has directed good movies. It's, you know, we can't discredit him that crazy. No, I'm not going to discredit him, but I don't care about what he did as a producer. I want to see what he did as a director, man. Uh, where are we at? Up oh, here we go. Director. He's directed 45 films. Jesus. The Journey. That's a short. All the Money in the World. Alien Covenant. Oh, he did direct The Martian. So okay, he's won in my last four years. Uh, so there you go. Exodus, Gods and Kings, The Vatican, The Counselor, Prometheus, Thunder Perfect Mind, Robin Hood, Body of Lies, oh, yeah, American Gangster. Another Russell Crowe one. Huh. The, the last good movie he did, and I don't even know how good it was. I thought it was okay, was Black Hawk Down. And that was 2001. Was I like that. 2001. He hasn't been Josh relevant Hartman. for 20 years. It's been a while. You're right. I agree. The, the list you named, there was a few clunkers in there. So what the that, fuck's that the last duel? 
You think I care about the last Maybe duel? Maybe it is his last duel. It's his last duel. This is your last chance It'll to make it. Maybe a swan song. Like, Ridley. So let's not shit on his parade Sam, and kind of whistle Sam away. thought you retired. I think that that's the way to <laughs> I go. I really thought he was done. I think that's the way to go. Dude, Box Office Mojo changed its... I don't like this. There it is. Weekend. It changed its entire look. I'm I'm confused and frightened at this. Is it going to load too? Because I'd go like back to, do to the old format. Office. Here we go. All right. Here we go. Top 10. Number 10, falling from number 8, It Chapter 2 at $1.4 million. Number 9, falling from number 6, is Hustlers at two, $2 million. Number 8, falling from number 7 at $2 million. Still have no idea what this is from Roadside Attractions, Judy. Number 7, falling from number 5 at $3.1 million is Downton Abbey. Number six, falling from number four at $3.5 million is abominable. Number five, falling from number three, continuing its flop at $8.3 million is Gemini Man, Will Smith's least profitable film. I think it was his biggest flop of all time. That's what I read. Number four, falling from number two at $16.3 million is The Addams Family. Number three, new to the list. It used to be color-coded. Now I just have a little dash next to it, so I got to figure this out on the fly. Uh, 26.8 million domestic is Zombieland Double Tap. Beating Zombieland Double Tap, staying at, I'm sorry, falling from number one to number two, but beating that out is Joker at 29.5 million. Uh, I'm sorry, 29.2 million. But beating it all, number one, new to the list, 36.9 million, which I would consider, even domestically, not that great, but I don't know its budget and I don't know its expectations, was Maleficent Mistress of Evil. It's a Disney property, so I kind of expected more. But also, it's Maleficent. Let's call it what it is. Movie kind of blows. Yeah, I'm sure they had a decent budget on it, with especially with Jolie in there. Well, it's a Disney movie, too. I had figured, you know. Yeah, like 110, 120 minimum. And now, as we look forward to what's coming out in theaters this week, uh, we got some good stuff coming out, I think. Um, no, we don't. The director's <laughs> cut of The Current War, Countdown, Black and Blue, Paradise Hills, House Full 4, Portals, Girl on the Third Floor, The Gallows Act 2. That movie didn't need a sequel. <laughs> I saw the first one. It sucked Damn. balls. Western Stars. So then we got Terminator coming out November 1. So we got. That should take number one. That eventually. Better that's two take weeks from now. That's two weeks Jesus. from now. That's two weeks from now. Man, what a, what a rough end of the year we're getting here. Charlie's Joker Angels and, reboot. Joker and, and what's the other one with Jolie? Malef- Maleficent. Maleficent. Oh, yeah, we get Ford versus Ferrari, Frozen 2. Oh, Christian Bale and Matt Damon. Actually, looks pretty good. Wow. What are you doing? A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood with Tom Hanks comes out the same day as Frozen 2. Ouch. Ouch. Good luck. That's a real kick in the knackers. Um, that's, a, that's a low budget, though. Fuck, man. All right, what would you think of, as we move into the television section, Season 2, Episode 7 of Titans, entitled Bruce Wayne, which I believe is Jorah Mormont? Yes, correct. Yeah. 100%, this is, I think, Tyson's best season so far. Story-wise, Bruce Wayne. Two seasons, so. Well, I'm sorry, like, sorry, it, <laughs> it's definitely better than one. is better than one, hands down. I think they found their footing. And this one, his role is Bruce Wayne. Like, he's inside Dick Grayson's head. And there's this tie-in. Remember in the in this uh, '60s Batman show where it's like Adam West Batman gets all crazy, dances crazy. They do like a like a a shout out to that. That was really funny, and it was a great episode with Superboy in the crypto. It does something hilarious. I, I I was cracking up. You really have to watch Titans. This this was really good. Well, IGN tends to agree. 
Titans gets a serious boost this week, and not just because mm. Bruce Wayne takes center stage. Though that is a major selling point, uh, Ian or Lane Glenn, which is yeah, Jorah Mormont. Line, yeah. So Jorah Mormont owns the role this week, even with his decidedly un-American accent. Yeah. This episode also <laughs> yeah. benefits from a more focused it. narrative that builds on the mystery of Jericho and deepens the relationship between Dick and uh, Dick and Jason. Eight oh eight eight. It's great. Yes, they would agree. I, I wish you watched it though. Like you would have been like, okay, this is what I'm talking about. Rather than the let you left the last episode, Titans like ah shit. I'll watch it all once. You know? That's what I'll do when I get time. Like we're finally done. It's breaking really bad. good. We're done breaking bad. I want to get her back into Stranger Things. She hasn't watched season three yet, so I want to get her there, and then maybe I'll watch Titans in my own time. I just, bro, there's not enough. Dude, oh, there's Link's, not enough time. Link's Awakening. 100%. I'm, I'm Pokemon. Think Pokemon comes out. In window is closing. Three weeks. Three weeks that's it i have the double pack i'm gonna be spending my whole life oh we got three three weeks left to be boys link's awakening is is my game of the year so far though that i can definitively say it is so i think it's damn near perfect and that that's coming from somebody who did not play the original so i don't have anything to go off of uh Patton oswalt a really big name there has been cast in a secret role for the boys season two this is exciting for me i would imagine it's more of a cameo role Because his shooting was done very quickly. But I I love Patton Oswalt. Everything he's in, I think, is hilarious. I don't know the boys' comics, so to me, everything's a surprise. That's where I'm I'm at, man, because I don't know what happens in the boys' comics or these other characters that he could be. I love that idea. And I follow all the cast members, so it's like they're posting. It's just like they're just getting me so excited for season two. Especially Moriarty, but that's fine. She's she's That's a whole other discussion. Yeah, that's more like uh, (laughs) if you were around before the episode. Uh, Patton Oswalt is, like you said, really funny. Because I don't watch the or I don't read the boys' comic book. It's not like a Marvel film where I could sit here and say, "All right, who's he gonna be?" Yeah, and we could kind of piece it together. Exactly. It's like Kit Harrington when he was put in the MCU. We were like, "Ah, oh, he's Wolverine or whatever," but he's in the Eternals. He's some bullshit. In the yeah, Eternals. I would have never guessed but like, in a million years. You know, at least we had guesses. This, yeah. I'm like, oh, he's no comedy idea. guy. He could be the mailman. We we don't know. <laughs> he's the mailman. Called it. You heard it first. You punched me in the throat. I'm don't. letting you. God, let me remember this moment. Episode 157, (laughs) Sam, punch me in the throat. Speaking of Stranger Things 3, which I was talking about about my wife a couple minutes ago here, Stranger Things 3 has been the most viewed uh, season of the show, which I don't think is a surprise, but the season has been been viewed by more than 60 million households. Holy shit. Ten times El Camino. I didn't think it was that. I didn't think it was that big. Well, we'll I don't definitely get to season four. I I'll don't get to season five. We, we said season four before. We know that already. Season four was announced. Five, you and I had a discussion a couple weeks ago. I thought that there was one, and I, then you said they – you think that they said it's over. That they're playing the, – Oh, no, I said it's over. Five. Right, I said four. Yeah, you said so four. So we, yeah. we don't know what, what's going to happen. But listen, that's Stranger crazy. Things – 60 million. I don't know if that's all 10 episodes or eight episodes, if they finished all eight or if they just started episode one. Not sure, but still 60 million people. It shows the reach that Netflix has and what El yeah. Camino could have been. El Camino probably. But Stranger you know, Things was like, it just hit at that right time and just blew up. I also think El Camino is going to be a thing that is going to get viewers because Breaking Bad Coming is on in. Netflix. Yeah. It's going to continue to get viewers in perpetuity. Like, yeah, this is somebody who's like. I don't, I don't think it's going to catch these numbers, but not even close. Yeah. That's not my. I'm not trying to compare yeah. the two. I'm just saying, like, people when they when I go to work or if I get asked the question, you know, what's your favorite show, and I immediately would say Breaking Bad. It's like I haven't watched it yet. My brother-in-law, who's a huge TV guy, 
just started watching it. He also just wow. finished it. He watched yeah. it all in two weeks. But <laughs> that's when you know you love the show. But like he didn't, he never watched it. And he's a TV guy like me. I'm more of a TV guy than a movie guy. Sometimes the show just guy. misses it, you know. Right, and that's what I think with it being on Netflix. That's what I think is happening. Like it just missed a lot of yeah. people. So as people are still watching it now, they might not know El Camino even exists. How pissed would people if they watch that first, then started to watch Breaking? Ooh, Boy. that's gonna be a kick in the knackers. Right? That's gotta like you'd be like, God damn it. <laughs> that that'd be rough. <laughs> Uh, speaking of rough, lead actor John Cho has suffered a knee injury, and production on Netflix's Cowboy Bebop series has been delayed almost a year. He's searching for a new knee. Hello. Uh, no, that, that obviously Sorry. sucks. I like John year. Cho. Yeah, and I just write up one like I he's think Harold. Yeah, Harold Kumar. He's Harold. I believe they're doing they ten episodes of the show. I don't know how how much filming they actually got done, but well, clearly not a lot. Well, I've read like a couple months halting, so yeah. it's like uh, seven to ten. Uh, Oh, we, we wish it's a little bit probably. more than that, a couple. That's rough. I, that's got to be an ACL. Yeah. That's probably a slight tear in the ACL and or MCL. MCL. Ugh. Like, I, I always see, like, just think of my boys had a bad scar, like, right on his knee. Could be, it it's, could be, uh, like, a like a maybe a knee, like, Patrick Mahomes just had his knee uh, dislocated. Oh, I, I doubt. I was actually in. watching it. So, like, oh. maybe it's something like that, and a football player is out for three weeks. Maybe your average guy is out for longer. I, I don't know. Um, but John Cho apparently was doing some pretty heavy stunt Stunt, work, which is good. I actually like hearing that. Maybe maybe now he'll get a double, (laughs) but I like that they wouldn't have to like kind of cover up the, the looks of a stunt double and they could just use the real actor. I appreciate that. I'm assuming now he's going to definitely have a stunt double. Or do maybe a little bit more work. Yeah. I agree hundred percent. I mean, a little more work, a little less. No, like, or like the stunt double. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if he already had one. Yeah, right. Uh, Steven Lobo has been cast as the Spectre for the CW crossover show. Dude, every That's week. That's like the coolest name. Every Steven week. Steven Lobo. Every week, we're getting a new addition to this crossover event. Like, I holy lo- shit, how much more can the CW pack? I have this? no, like, like, at this point, I'm waiting for, like, a bonus episode hour because we just have so much footage. Like, hey, bring Spectre crossover. Bring in, in Black Adam. They're having so many people on the DC, like, that's in DC on this. Like, I, I can't wait. I'm actually really excited. Uh, the Arrow spinoff show has been officially titled Green Arrow and the Canaries, as opposed to just what was reported as the Canaries. I think this is a little too long. I think this is a little too much. What do you think? I mean, I guess I think it's... They have the word Arrow in there to familiarize ex, 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 That's literally what I was going to say. Just to bring people in, just so they know the name. Because the Canaries, who the hell is the Canaries? Is that an old band from the 60s? Like, I, I think it's a good marketing move. And I know like they said the backdoor pilot is going to be in an episode of Arrow. Mm-hmm. Which I think is next week's episode. But that's so. that's the target audience for me is the Arrow audience. I don't know how the Arrow audience and then the female demographic. So like, if I'm if I'm an Arrow fan and I see this episode in the final season about the Canaries, yeah. I know what the Canaries are. If I'm a female, it's gonna be a big social media thing. Yeah. I'm going to see it. Green Arrow and the Canaries. Hey, hey, Sam, did you see the latest episode of Green Arrow and the Canaries? Yeah. It just doesn't flow. It, it, uh, it, it's, it's long. It's, it's definitely long. It's like, hey, if you listen to the latest episode of We Podcast and we know things, it's a little long. It's long in the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch the Watchmen show from HBO? I actually, I haven't had time yet. So you were not one of the 1.5 million viewers for the premiere. Seems kind of low. Uh, I don't know. It's the Watchmen. This isn't yeah. like this isn't Game of Thrones we're talking about here. And I don't want to like shit on the Watchmen. I'll let IGN do that for me. Damon Lindelof's oh, new HBO show peaks interest as Watchmen fan fiction, but has miles to go before living up to its other big influence. It has the right atmosphere and all the right things on its mind, from white premacy to police overreach, 
but it delivers them in such jumbled fashion. The mess can certainly be cleaned up in future episodes, but for now, the show's premiere episode feels more like a prologue peppered with hints of ideas rather than a coherent story with anything to say. Damn. Five, eight. Six. You are literally Dude, point I, I, two off every time. God damn it. Oh, not good. Oh, Bro, 1.5 1. 5 million for the premiere. That sounds bad. That sucked. That sounds bad. I guarantee you next episode in the 900,000s. Guarantee Ouch. it doesn't break a million. If it was that bad, if, if that's and case, I've heard from a lot of people. If that's the case, good. they're going to lose money. They're going to cancel this show first season. I I don't know if it makes it past two, yeah. It, like, that didn't make me want to go watch it. Was this a miniseries, or did they say it was going to be season? I thought it was whole like, season. I thought it was full season. Like, season after season. Yeah, I mean, that's, a miniseries that was, I mean to me, why are you going to make it, like, when it's, like, limited release? Like, I don't remember hearing that at all. So yeah, to me, do I. They want the show to continue, and. That's a shame when He's you have them the ratings? first Ugh. episode. The ratings are fine. That's like, like Arrow ratings. It's a paid service. HBO is paid. Yeah. CW. If if CW only drew 1.5, that's a problem. Because that's that's almost premium ch- ch- cable. Like, yeah. That's like, you know, the WWE. We're on the right season. Give them a break. Three million. Like, that's, that's <laughs> not great. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, so... This show, 1.5, it's okay. Like, you think about Breaking Bad, right? When it started, it probably had 800,000 to 1.5 yeah. million. And then by the fifth season, because it That's showed true. itself yeah. it could get better, it was 15. They was definitely 13. stuck with them. Thank so, God. So, Watchmen, it's not like this is damning, but they got to do something. And the problem with that is, this isn't like Raw or SmackDown that can, on Sunday, change Monday. Yeah. These episodes are made. Yeah. They're done. They're coming out. So, like, they... We can't say, oh, they got to turn it around. The episode's done. <laughs> they can't do shit to it. Hopefully it turns around. Hopefully they turned it around <laughs> yeah. and realized what they had. Yeah. All we can say is, I hope it gets renewed for a season two and they learn from yeah. it and make it better there. I think Titans is a great example. I mean, I, I'm still going to give it a shot. I, I haven't even given it. Like, I'm back on that other FX show, that X-Men show. I'm back to like, two seasons. I'm like, oh. it just keeps piling. I don't want to keep going back. If you only bought a DVR. Legion. Yeah. Uh. Just buy a DVR. No, even then, it's just like, but then I'm like, ah, I don't feel like getting into it. <laughs> Believe me when I tell you, it's a real syndrome. When you just have DVR, you're like, nah, I'll just let it record and watch them all. You never watch them. I have shit on my DVR Jesus. for over a year ago that I'm like, never. Ah, I'll get to it eventually. Like, it's just, it's not a nah, Maybe three years from so, now, So, like, watch the it. reason you watch all these shows is because you have to or you miss them. Yeah, you're right. If it's not on demand. Like, I still got to watch the, the last Supernatural season. I got the Blu-ray. I just got to bang it out. That's the thing, man. So, like, I, I appreciate your your strategy of no DVR because it forces you to watch it. But, like, bro, I ain't in no rush. 2019. <laughs> South, <laughs> South Park streaming contract is coming to an end, and the bidding war is approaching $500 million that's, that's madness. for the show's rights. 23 seasons on 24 now. Like, there's a ton of backlog. And remember, the cult status of this show's backlog is still arguably the most popular animated show of all time. So, who do you think wins? Netflix? Hulu. You think Hulu has? I think Disney. They already have it, first of all. So they already have the relationship. It's on Hulu now. So I think the logical step is to not, you know, break it. Can you imagine South Park exclusivity on Amazon Prime? Nope. They got the money. It's I mean, either it's, Netflix. It's like Disney and Amazon. Net. It's Netflix. Netflix don't have it's the money, Hulu. though. Here's two dark horses, in my opinion. HBO Max to try and get some good content on their service. And, yeah. and Apple Plus. 
Apple needs. I they, can they, see Apple ponying up the dough and getting that big. People will they go need to Apple because they, they need it. They need it because, like, I saw the like thirty four shows for bro. C. Yeah, I kind of want to see. It. <laughs> well, then they don't need it for you. You'll you'll go watch C. I don't know. Man. I haven't gotten a thirty day contract yet. So I'm still waiting. <laughs> uh, Benjamin Stark. If I knew his real name, I'd say it. Benjamin Stark will star in the Lord of the Rings Amazon series. Benjamin Stark. Yeah, the guy you know from Game of Thrones. Like you know. Benjin. Oh, shit. Okay, I'm in. The dead guy who comes back in season seven on a horse for no reason? He wasn't dead. Okay, he was. He was half dead. Right, he was three-quarter dead. He was on his way he was like the He was the part of deadness where you haven't shit yourself yet. I got it. Okay. (laughs) All right. Before we go into gaming, I snuck this in here because I didn't want to put it in the notes because Sam would yell at me. But I got tickets March 25th, 2020. Glenside, Pennsylvania, at the beautiful Keswick Theater. Saw Bo Burnham there. Saw the Beach Boys there. Saw Bob Saget there. Lovely spot. Love Glenside. Nice. Classic game junkies in Glenside. Nice. Shout out to Frank Sanchek Jr. Greggy and Ashley are going Sebastian. to see Letter Kenny live, uh, baby. The cast cool. of Letter Kenny cool. coming to the states to do a skit show. I can't wait. Fourth row. Let's Oh, damn, go. you went I got, nuts. I got pre-sale access. Fucking code puppers. Let's go. Season seven is awesome. <laughs> code puppers. Season seven is awesome. It's so funny. You know what's funny? I actually have heard good things about this season. Nico like loves people. it too. Yeah. And when I told when I put on Twitter that I got it, Nico was like, fuck. I was like, then buy them. They're on sale. Just go buy the tickets. I got two fourth row tickets for 126. That's not bad. Can't beat That's that with bad. a stick, man. Yeah, because if you got Sebastian tickets, you'd drop like 200. Yeah, at least. Jesus. <laughs> I'll take over in the gaming space. As we said earlier, we got a boatload of reviews. We'll start it off with the Ring Fit Adventure. Nintendo has this knack of dropping weird-ass peripherals, and they look shitty, like Labo, but then they blow up. And I feel like they're onto something here with Ring Fit Adventure. I haven't played it. It's $80, not 60 because it comes with that big ring, but man... Couple Twitch streamers I watch are loving it. Chris Shriver's loving it. Alan wow. Santos is loving it. So I'm like, fuck, do I got to do this? And then I, mean, I, re- I think you got to get it. And then it's 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 eighty, 80 bucks. bucks though. Like I, Luigi Mansion Three, Pokemon, a bunch of other trade games. in some other stuff. I'm not trading in shit anymore. I did that. I I already feel dirty for doing it. Ring Fit Adventure <laughs> is a marathon, not a sprint. Just like adapting a healthy lifestyle should be. The last couple of weeks haven't altered my life or made me look like The Rock, but. A way of getting into uh, a healthy way of living. It's been a solid push in the right direction. After about 18 hours, I only have half the adventure done. So I fully expect to keep playing this for weeks. That's not to say Ring Fit Adventure's fairly weak story goes anywhere, but it is rather awesome to keep engaging with the fun and challenging blend of exercise and RPG mechanics that it does provide. 8 7 8 <laughs> <laughs> yo, you finally go whole number. Yo, that's crazy. It, says yo, it was just not meant to and be. It's, it's it was not meant to be. Point two yet again. It was not meant to be. That's so. Funny. I give up. <laughs> I just stick up. with it. You're gonna be fine. You're gonna get one of these. You got five more chances. There's five more reviews in the gaming <sighs> God, space. Here we go. Next one we got Little Town Hero. What we got? 
Uh, that comes out October 16th, so it's out now. That is by Game Freak, the people who made Nintendo. This game was called Town, and it was announced in a previous Nintendo Direct. I was looking super forward to it because it's an RPG that takes place in one town. I don't got to go from down to town and backtrack and do all this craziness. I feel like it can be just contained. And then I found out it was like 25 bucks. It's not even a full $60 game. How awesome is that? Well, Little Town Hero exudes charm from every corner of its adorable little village and couples that personality with a, an absurd absurd and unique combat system full of combos I love discovering. It's knack for turning exciting fights, however, into slow-paced battles that sometimes hand you frustrating losses based on random dice rolls has worn on me, especially before I unlock some of my hero stronger abilities. But it is still a town I was happy to visit. 8-2. What, what in that gave you an 8-2? These are obviously per IGN as they are every week. What what in that review gave know. you an I, 8 I thought I thought it was a solid 8 too. That's a solid 7-0. I thought that was the one you were going to get. Really? Like, it's just a good game. I don't know. Nothing just special about sometimes it. Sometimes they trick me sometimes. A lot of people are not happy about this game. I'm one of them. I, I, I did not see the combat going the way it is. The combat is very weird and very jarring. Yeah. And I'm already not a big RPG guy. So, like, the combat has to be pretty straightforward turn-based for me to be into it. And it's turn-based. But it's really weird. And if I'm going to battle a monster and base it on a dice roll, which is all random and luck, as opposed to skill, yeah. I'm out. So I'm actually going to pass on this game completely. It's not it's not appealing to me, even at a low price point. Okay. But any RPG fan, especially those who like Pokemon, because it is Game Freak, please enjoy. But what about the next game, Overwatch on Switch? Uh I love Overwatch as a, as a game. I loved it on Xbox when I was playing it. Now we have the Switch version. You know, obviously the Switch is not as powerful as the Xbox One. And, and here's what IGN had to say. Overwatch on Switch is a less than optimal way to play one of the most satisfying <laughs> online games ever made. But it's still one of the best around. Technical issues are plenty and in most cases are noticeable, but they never truly ruin the fun or make it unplayable. If you already play Overwatch on another console, then there are very few reasons to own it on Switch, which I think is obvious. I think that's I agree with that. And in fact, it may be extremely frustrating to go back and forth between them. But if this is your introduction to this beautifully crafted world, then there are promises still for a whole lot of fun. 6-0. 7-0. This is a game that is a 10 everywhere else, but because it's on Switch, it gets the 7 because, it. number one, this game relies on internet. And yeah. Nintendo Online just isn't good. It's not great. It's not great. Well, a game well, hopefully you're hyped for, WWE 2K20. I have no interest in this game. Never did. I won't play Damn. new wrestling games because they're too, they're too much like a simulation. They're not okay. like the old okay. school yeah. fun yeah. N64 games. That's gotcha. what I'm looking for. I don't want to be an actual wrestler. I want to throw people off shit <laughs> and jump 15 feet in the air. Like, I want wrestling games to be fun I'm again. i through a table. There was a game on 360 called, I think, WWE All-Stars, where everybody in the game was jacked to shit. And the suplexes, they, like, did triple backflips before. It was, like, a fun arcade-style <laughs> game. Yeah. That's what I want out of my wrestling. WWE 2K19 looks like it stopped the downward trend. But WWE 2K20 doubles back on that, then breaks its then breaks its ankle, and then tumbles down the slope. Fundamental <laughs> fundamental parts that felt fine in in 19 now feel clumsy. The impressive roster of 238 superstars is all but meaningless when a majority of them look like they crawled out of a PlayStation 2. And while 2K20's My Career offers the best wrestling story 
<laughs> I'm sorry. Better wrestling story than most 2K games. That's a low bar. It's still saddled <laughs> with bad progression and a plotting pace. This is a mess that needs to be cleaned up in a hurry. Four. Four, three. God. Who dude. the fuck ever gives a game a point three? He what just eviscerated game? that game. Well, it deserves it. Have you seen any of the Twitter shit? No, I have Twitter, not. there's hashtags of like, it's like WWE 2K fail or whatever. Um, it's bad. There's there's like, wow. wrestlers are just sinking into that the was, ring. That was my favorite review you ever read. Um, wrestlers are just sinking into the ring. One time I saw a video of Ronda Rousey um, who got sl- who got powerbombed through a ladder. Then the ladder snapped in half for no reason and then disappeared and then she just started sinking into the ring and then started doing circles really fast around the ropes and then got caught in the ropes and started to shake back and forth and her legs started to grow what like 15 the feet. Fuck? The glitches are just beyond that anything sucks. you could ever. I, I want to just real quick see if I can uh, show you WWE 2K20 glitch. Like if it wasn't ready, why not just delay the game if they knew they had all these glitches? Yeah. You think you would like to think after they've been doing this for a while now, I think they have the glitches uh <laughs> I got a lot. I got a good laugh out of this one. Uh, I, there's one that I just wanted to show you. Like, there's a bunch. I see you scrolling. Like, there's a bunch. Dude, I mean, there's a whole hashtag dedicated to 2K20 glitches. Look at them shaking through the ropes, oh and the referee God. just disappeared yeah. through the ring. Easy. Look at them up there, just, just caught in the ropes, doing their thing. Wow. That's not even the one I was. My God, to. Michael! My God! Like, it's bad, dude. It's bad. <laughs> Well, let's hope this next review is better. We got The Outer Worlds. This was one of the games I was looking forward to most from E3. Uh, it's It was already announced before E3, so I can't. I didn't have it on my best of E3 list because we tried to make that only new announced games. Uh, but with The Outer Worlds, Obsidian has found its own path in the space between Bethesda and Bioware, and it's a great one. And considering that new RPGs from either of those influential developers are still years away, this game couldn't have been timed any better. It's not as explorable as one big open world, but it still packs in a large portion of flexible quests and conflicts within its series of smaller ones. And the combat, character, and companion systems have enough new spins on existing ideas to make it feel like an homage with its own personality rather than a copy. Nail this one, buddy. Bring me home. You're wrong. Bring me home. Eight five. Eight five. God eight five. You can do it. You only have one more. You have one shot. One opportunity. Can you nail this? Medieval review. So Medieval is a remake of the I think PlayStation One game. It might be PS2, but they've remastered it on the PS4. Um and it was announced at I believe uh PlayStation Experience, the first one. So it's been a while. This game okay. was in development for about two to three years, maybe even more than that. I think three years. Uh, the philosophy of remaking Medieval in 2019 without modernizing the platforming boss fights and save points ends up feeling like a project only half finished. This tribute to an often forgotten game and its memorable underdog protagonist is gorgeous and nostalgia-inducing remake. But it was a, it was mostly that nostalgia that made it endearing for me to play. Uh, Because I was killed by a bug or an unfair boss battle, that kind of oversight makes sense in a remaster where you mostly expect updated textures. But this is a remake. It doesn't go far enough to resurrect Medieval for even the present day. You can do this. Last one. Take your time. Think it through. 7-0. 6-5. 
You you can you could I, da- I danced had a lot of opportunities. Every, I danced all around them. Yeah, That's you were fine. you were way off on That's one, fine. but yeah, well, I'll we're take it. There. You bastard! But at least we got our favorite September NPD. This is like I I live for the NPD, man. September's NPD, the top ten best selling games Bump. of the month. Uh, I, I, I hope to see Nintendo still on there. We know Nintendo Switch is the Four best selling console minimal. because listen, PS4 is at the end of its life yeah. cycle. I love when when. Uh, Nintendo Switch exclusives are on this list because it shows alive and well, um, especially when they're old, like this one. Number 10, Mario Kart 8. Number 9, NHL 20. Number 8, Code Vein. Number 7, Gears 5. Number 6, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Number 5, Madden NFL 20. Number 4, Legend of Zelda, nice. Link's Awakening. Number 3, FIFA 20. Number two, Borderlands 3. Hey! And number fucking one. No. No way. Grand no. Theft No. NBA 2K20. I was going to say, you're, you're lying. <laughs> I won't believe any word you're saying. NBA 2K20. It's where, sports, okay. I'm cool. Right. And I'm NBA cool 2K20 is now the highest selling game of 2019 and had the best launch month for any sports wow. game in history, previously topping NBA 2K19. So again, wow. only a year That's ago, out of nowhere, basketball no. is the most popular sport in America right now, bro. You you'd think it's football because like the viewership. Yeah, I would just I would always say core, football or, or soccer in the core in America. Okay, okay. in America, in the world soccer is always yeah. going to be the number one sport right now. The core sports fan, not the casual, because football is on Sunday. Everybody can sit around and watch it. The person who wants to watch basketball, I know the NBA, dude. NBA is more popular now than it's ever been, and basketball games are just flat out fun. They're flat yeah, out fun. True. I don't love basketball. I could play any basketball game you put in front of me. NBA Street, let's go. NBA 2K, let's NBA go. NBA Live 0. NBA Live 04, done. NBA 2K1 06. on the Dreamcast with Allen Iverson on the cover, let's fucking go. Although, yeah, it sucks dropping. because Mortal Kombat 11 was previously the most popular game of the year. And in, I think, two days, the day you're listening to this, I believe, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare comes out. So I would oh, not yeah. be surprised if that game is the most what? popular Easy. selling game of the year. Um, although sports games, you know, 2K20 does have staying power because it is on Switch where um, Call of Duty isn't. So that yeah. it does have a Switch audience of 35 million or whatever that is. So, like, we, we could get there. We got another Pokemon Sword and Shield trailer. And you know that I usually put this shit up top. Yeah. But we put it down here. And all it really was was something that was leaked the day before. Yeah. So I, I knew about all of it but one. It was just a trailer showcasing Gigantamax Pokemon where we see five new Gigantamax forms, which is a Dynamax Pokemon where they become huge. Yeah. But then Gigantamax where they also change forms and look. Yeah. They just You watched the trailer? Yeah, I did. And, and the only one that obviously really gave a shit to me was Charizard, but that's just because... Um, I did notice a theme, which I'll get into in a second, but how could you not love Pikachu in this one? I hate Pikachu. We got fat Pikachu back. I know, just because he just looks like a tub of lard. He does, and I love fat Pikachu. <laughs> fat Pikachu, from the first episode of the anime, I, 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 before they thinned him out, he, in the first episode of the anime, he was fat he Pikachu. He was fat, yeah. And in that card, do you remember his first ever Pokemon card? It's him, yeah. and it looks like watercolor almost, and it's like a forest in the background. Yeah, he's on the grass. Dude, he's yeah. chubby as a mother. I believe it. I love fat Pikachu. So we got Pikachu, we got Charizard, we got Butterfree, Butterfree. we got Meowth, and we got I care e- for Meowth, and we got Eevee. 
Meowth is the long cat. Yeah, so they made him the long cat. That's a real thing. In real yeah, life, there's long yeah. cat. So they made him that. I like that a lot. Uh, Meowth kind of sticks with me a little bit. Uh, Butterfree is a little forgettable. Yeah, because you have two cats. Butterfree is a little forgettable. <laughs> Charizard, we all knew Charizard was getting come gigantic. On, come we, on. Come on. He gets all the special yeah, treatment. Him off. Uh, and then uh, Eevee just gets like a bigger bunch of fur around its face but the interesting thing about the pikachu and the eevee are if you have pokemon let's go eevee data on your switch you automatically get the gigantamax eevee and And if you have let's go pikachu you automatically get the pikachu which makes me uh want hey anybody out there is let's go pikachu can i borrow it for one day start a game so i can get the gigantamax pikachu because that would be cool to have fat pikachu on my television screen uh you said you liked charizard it has fire yeah, wings. Yeah, its wings are no longer wings. He just looks so badass. But did you notice that there is a an absolutely in this Gigantamax form? There is an absolute Godzilla Mothra thing going on with Charizard and Butterfree. Butterfree oh, yeah. with the I, giant okay, wings yeah. looks just like Mothra. Yeah, good catch. So that good that catch. to me was a an absolute. We know Jap, uh, Japan is who's the country that created Godzilla. Yeah. That's where the big phenomenon is. I think that was one hundred percent a nod, a little hat yeah. tip. To Godzilla and I Mothra. agree. I, I didn't catch that. I this is catch. where we housed our top three for the week. We want to talk about the top three Pokemon we want to see Gigantamax. So not just big, not just Dynamax yeah. versions. We're talking Gigantamax where they actually change form yeah. into something new. A la Alcremy, when it gets bigger, it turns into a cake for yeah. fuck's sake. So we want to talk about the top three Pokemon we want to see Gigantamax in Sword and Shield. Number three, Snorlax. I just want to see how big that baby can get because yeah. he's already gigantic. What else she got? Uh, I'm I'm in a similar vein that one of mine was strictly because I want to see how big it gets. Wailord. Wailord. <laughs> Dude, it was either one or the other. I just like, the Snorlax is old. Wailord is already the biggest Pokemon. I want to see how big it yeah. can get. Let's fucking yeah. go. Two, I wanted Incineroar because I wanted them to do a wrestling move. Like, he gets gigantic and does, like, a belly flop or he does some kind of flip or something. Bam. And we already know yeah. that starters are in the game because yeah. Charizard's in the game. No love for Blastoise or Venusaur. Um, I'd be interested to see if other starters kind of make their way into this game. I, don't I would like think to think they will. So. I think the older ones have a better chance just because of the nostalgia factor. Um, but Incineroar is one of my favorite Pokemon yeah. in recent memory, so I'd be totally down with that. My number two is Aegislash because oh, it is yeah. literally a sword and a shield. What are you doing, <laughs> Game Freak? If you have a giant sword and shield, think that, about that's good. I like that. representing I like that. your brand. I like that 100%. My number one, my favorite. I want to see Tyranitar. If you're going to make Godzilla, it's going to happen. If you're going to make God, or Charizard look crazy, we need Tyranitar. Tyranitar is in Pokemon Shield as a Pokemon Shield exclusive. Um, I I didn't hear him say that he was. I thousand. I mean, I, I mean, I believe so. But why wouldn't you? I think it's going to happen. They haven't announced it yet, but I do think you got. Okay, you're onto something there. Like. If it, they don't, they if missed they an don't, opportunity. If they don't, it's shocking. I be, here's where, here's where I. I didn't put any Pokemon on this list that got a Mega. Maybe Garchomp has a Mega. My number one's Garchomp. Oh, you uh, always like it. It's a Shark Dragon. Like, <laughs> can we please get a bigger Shark Dragon? With like, armor? That's, I would. That's Genesect, in my opinion. But yeah, uh, if you get a Shark Dragon, make him, <laughs> you know, with a big dorsal fin and then big ass rockets for arms and shit. Well, that's Genesect too. But still, I think that a, a giant Garchomp with with a different form could be cool. Uh, but like. I tried to stay away from Pokemon that got Mega Evolutions before, and Tyranitar did get a Mega. Oh, did he? But so did Charizard. Now, Charizard's more of a okay. mascot. Charizard yeah. always wins the popular polls. Or probably the, besides Mewtwo and Pikachu, maybe the, the face, third yeah. most popular Pokemon up there. Maybe the face. I mean, hell, he's on the background of my phone. 
Um, <laughs> so it's right there with yeah, yeah. right there, little fat Pikachu baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is my favorite piece of artwork in Pokemon history. But anyway, uh, I I I got a good feeling that Tyranitar will, even though it has a Mega. I I really feel like it's still. I mean, even though we're both really not really a fan of it, like just watch Dynamax. No, Dynamax doesn't do it for yeah. me. This is only something that I'm gonna do because you're forced to. Yeah. Some Pokemon are only available in max raid battles, which means I'm going to have to find friends and then going to have to do these stupid things. I'm not, and and I know that other trainers in the gyms Dynamax their Pokemon, so I'm going to have to do it for that reason alone. I don't like Mega Evolution. I it's actually I like it. I don't love it. I don't use it very often. I hated Z moves in Sun and Moon, um, and I'm I don't like Dynamax. For yeah. me, I'm more of a traditionalist, but that's yeah, not both. here nor there. The Switch has passed 15 million units sold in North America alone. That's right, and that's the important thing here. And and what I want to emphasize is the fact that in the history of the Wii U's life cycle in North America, in Japan, in Europe combined, it did 14. So the Switch in North America has wow. outsold the Wii U in total. And these people that I see on Facebook Marketplace selling their Wii U for $75, hold on to that. I have the mint condition box with my Wii U back there for 10 years from now, 20 years from now. It's going to be worth that something. thing is worth because only $14 million existed in the wild. That thing is going to triple its value. So I, really, I yeah. really think I, that, I like that in 15 years you. from now, I'm going to get 500 bucks for that thing. Maybe four hundred. I hope you get more. I got it for free, so I don't give a shit how much. I get <laughs> In the end, it. you're making money. Plus, it's a limited edition <laughs> Mario box. Oh, cool! And I love Mario, so like, even if I just keep it forever, because the Wii U has a <laughs> banging library, I'm cool with that. Uh, but you know, if so, fact. It is what it is. AGDQ 2020 schedule is out now. And we we do this for every Games Done Quick. We just really quick go through the uh, the the highlights. The games list came out a couple weeks ago, and we talked about it, but we didn't talk about what games are going to be on there. But now we finally have the times and like where things are. And I really like this schedule as I go through it. I'm not going through everything, just some highlights. The marathon kicks off Sunday, January 5th, and runs for seven days. Uh, a hat and time, a race for a hat and time is going to kick it off. But that first day, right, Super Mario 3, they're putting it right up front. They're putting Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword day one. Like, let's get people hyped on this shit and let's go. Monday is a little bit slower. Um, in the nighttime, it kind of picks up 10 in the morning. I like Battletoads Double Dragon. That's cool. Donkey Kong Country 3, the Sonic block. Um, so that's on day one. Not a lot of great stuff there uh, on day one. Day two, Pokemon Sapphire in two minutes and ten seconds. Or, I'm sorry, two hours. <laughs> I was like, um, two hours, what? Two hours and ten minutes. That's <laughs> with, with uh, Legend of... Oh, yeah, the Legend of Zelda Relay Race. Three hours and 30 minutes for all the that's original nice. Zelda games that day. So that'll be fun. Uh, Wednesday is going to be... I like that, that. A lot of retro game block there. Super Monkey Ball at 1 o'clock. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Arcade is oh, that yeah. day. Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. What do you think of them arcade cabinets that come out? The one-up ones? They're fun. Yeah, dude, they look awesome. They're, they're fun. Yeah. I'd be totally down. I don't have room for them. Yeah. But, I, oh, dude, if people get those, they're cool, man. One-up's doing a really nice job. Um, Cadence of Hyrule. Mega Man 4 through 6 uh, relay race. So really cool there. Thursday's Awful Games done block. The Awful Games block, that's like one of my favorite uh if you want to see really shitty games get beat quick, 
That's where I go starting at midnight on Thursday with Super Hyde Lied. You got Castle of Dragon. You got Wild Animal Sports Day. You got Rocky and Bowwinkle. You got Jurassic Park 3 Dino Defender. Some of the shittiest Mega Man 3, but on the DOS. Some of the shittiest games out there. Barbie on NES. It's actually not a bad, terrible game, but regardless. Resident Evil 4 on Thursday. The Last of Us, the DLC. Spider-Man. The DLC for Spider-Man, the heist. 54 minutes for the entire DLC pack. Devil May Cry 5, two, two hours. I just don't know how you beat that in two hours. New game, human. Difficulty, I guess. But that's a banging day. Bioshock, all on Thursday. Wow. So Thursday is going to be a bang a banger of a day. Um, let's see, Friday. Friday's falling off a little bit in the morning there, but then you got Pokemon X and Y at 10 in the morning. Four hours and ten Jesus. minutes for Pokemon X and Y from Wartab, who's, in my opinion, the best runner. Is of your that. boy going to be there? Grandpooter? Pooh Bear? I'm sure he'll be there. It's in Orlando now, as opposed to Virginia, as it's uh, they're, been. They're done? In Virginia? Maybe just for yes. a year. I don't know. Maybe just for a year. Maybe it'll go back. Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker. So they're splitting up the Zelda all throughout the thing instead of just having one big Zelda block, which I appreciate. Oh, my God. That's a shitty time block for this game. Arguably the game I've been looking forward to most in this entire marathon. It's my favorite Tony Hawk game of all time. Tony Hawk's Project 8. It's going to be at 1.45 in the morning. Ugh. That's going to be rough. I'm probably going to have to watch that on the VOD. But uh, in less than an hour to beat an entire Tony Hawk Project on 8 game. the VOD, he said. Video on demand. I know, but oh. just that's where he was. Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. Legend of Zelda, Link to the Past, Randomizer, Super Mario Maker 2 with Grand Pooh Bear. Nice, so he's in nice. that. Um, four versus four, four versus four blind relay race. Um, so that's actually gonna be hype as shit. And then a game not announced yet as the ender. They did not announce the end. I like that. Keep it as a little surprise. So there's, there's your AGDQ 2020, which marks the 10th anniversary of AGDQ, uh, which I appreciate that they're going there. That would have been a good trivia question. Sam, what's your CG? You already did give me that. Sam, what's your CGC spotlight of the week? This one here, even though it's not here physically, it's on its they way don't to CGC. Need to know that. But here, I, hey, I give I always give a peek behind the curtain. It's the actually I actually just picked this up at Baltimore Comic Con. I got it from my buddy Austin Reese, Reese's Rare Comics on IG. Batman 171 9.0 off white pages. There's only 23 graded higher on the census. There's only three nine sixes, seven nine fours, and thirteen nine twos. Uh, it's the first Silver Age appearance of the Riddler. Thought it'd be well, by chance, perfect timing. We get the new casting, get the get the story. It's based off the TV pilot on the story. <clears throat> it's a Gardner Fox story. Sheldon Moldoff and Joe Gila art. Carmine Infantino and Murphy Anderson cover. May 1965. Obviously, it's Silver Age. It's nine point. Let me show you a picture of it. It's like this beautiful pink cover. It's usually tough to find high grade because it's a pink cover. Obviously, it fades, but there's that beauty. Wow, that's awesome. And Austin hooked me up, always Fuck, takes care of me. That's really cool. And one of my favorite covers. But quick story. I think there's Paul Dano on there. Oh, let's, let's hope he's as good. But it starts off basically the Riddler's being released from prison. He has this new plan of kind of being a criminal, but Batman and Robin are focused on this molehill gang. So he basically decides to help Batman and Robin out and actually catch them. And then he thinks he's trying to be straight and try to fool Batman. Obviously, it doesn't work. He catches the Riddler trying to rob it. I believe it's a safe and right back to prison he goes and Batman just laughs. So, there it is. Batman 171. I think it's super underrated. Obviously, it's tough to find now. Check it out. I'm going to, like, 
keep the train rolling in with you for the pick of the week. Pick of the week, well, Baltimore Comic Con. This is my third year going in a row. Me, Dom, Yaniv, Neil, all go down. It's 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 always cool just to be in the same like room as everybody else that has like the same hobbies and interests as you. You know, someone's going for this book, someone's That's why going I for love this being book. at AGDQ. Exactly. You're in the room like, oh my God, everyone's nerds. I love it. And you just see everyone going for different stuff, seeing just people like just being happy. You know, everyone like you're happy for someone. You're going to help someone get a discount. You're helping someone go get a trade a book over here. And, you know, that's what like the comic book fiend club was all about, which is why I wanted to join. Everyone was kind of there for the community, taking pictures, met a couple great artists that did some great work. And it was just like, you know, that I can't like something I look forward to every single year. And I, I I can't wait to go back. And I'm just, you know, I'm, I was hurting. I can't hang like I used to. Had a couple of drinks uh, Saturday I, night with I the fellas. I seem to text you at the worst times. Yeah. And the uh, the next day I, I went to the con. I was like, whoop, I ain't going to be here long. I literally went, picked up my art. Said, said guys, I'm sorry. Gave a couple hugs and I, and I, and I, I routed. I just can't hang like I used to next time. A little less drinking for me. I did too much, but Baltimore Comic Con, I suggest any con near you, I suggest you go out, take the kids, take the family. It's a really good time. My pick of the week is a band that I loved for years, haven't listened to in a long time, randomly popped them on the other day on Spotify, and just drove to work a happier man than normal. Um, and oh, it's, I it's not know. It's not a particular record of theirs. It's not a particular song of theirs. It's just like I got caught up in – in just song after song after song just and then i remembered oh shit what about this tune so i put on that track and then this track and i skipped between all three of their main records and just fell back in love and it was great to it's great to really dive back into i guess i know damn it i knew what gave it away the tweet or the facebook status the tweet (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah this is a band that i loved i mean i saw their uh, 10-year anniversary reunion tour, as a matter of fact. It was the first tour in years. and You had their shirt on your wall, I believe? I've had a lot of their shirts on my walls, man. I had a lot of their shirts. I can everywhere. vouch that he is a long-time listener and lover. Uh, yeah, I would say 02 was when I started listening to him. I think Jesus. that's when I think that's when their first record came like out, when it grade. was Ben Jorgensen by himself doing the whole thing. Um, and uh, Dedication. It's just, man, I remember who burnt me that CD. Like, I literally remember. <clears throat> I remember when I got in my first car accident when I was 16, oh, February 8th, 2014. Great yes. memory. No, 2015. February 8th, 2000, I'm sorry, 2000, not 14, 2004. It was 2005. So February 8th, 2005, it was in Parkwood. Matter of fact, it was around the corner from here. It was at Dunks Ferry in Belgreen. Okay. It was ice out, this <clears throat> thick. Okay. I had my Oldsmobile Alero. Which doesn't have great traction. Okay. It's an old. I, I still Olero. remember your Alero like it was two thousand Oldsmobile Alero okay. with leather interior, no heated seats. God forbid. I was ma- I was making a right to go to Archbishop Ryan. I was making a right yeah. on Dunks Ferry, and I spun out on the ice, and I smoked the car, and then the car did a spin on the ice and hit me again. That's when I hit my head on the windshield and got my first concussion. That wasn't from skateboarding. I went to school that day, which was my big mistake. And I drove another car that night. I drove my mom's car that night. Uh, my girlfriend at the time came over after Very school. Very nice. Um, but anyway, I was listening to Armor for Sleep when that happened. Track seven. Like I. Wow, he remembers the song. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. I don't remember the name of the song, but it was track seven. And, uh, wow. 
because that song always skipped on my CD because I think from that accident. <laughs> oh my yeah, of course. I was so like, like, yeah, definitely. I, I it's like one of those things where you know you drive past that spot on Philmont every single time. The, yep, so hundred like, percent. That's I make that right. I on can Dunks Ferry to this yeah. day, and I'm like, I hope there's not a white SUV. Like <sighs> even if there's no ice. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's yeah. just one of those moments in time where I happen to be listening to that band, and it's drew a connection to me, and I've always loved them. Now they they're a little too morbid for me nowadays. Yeah. That you know. But like, I never got into them. I don't know why. They rock. They uh, just in your fucking face rock, man. And if you if you need a good couple of songs, let me know. I'll hook you up. But anyway, Armor for Sleep. Love the band. I just I miss them. I hope they come back and just do even an EP in a couple of years. I appreciate the reunion tour. It's a great 20 bucks to spend. I loved it. Uh, that was at the Troc before that closed down, yeah. which is even Rest crazier. <laughs> Uh, how all these things are changing in life but such is life that was episode 157 we're gonna be back next week again a day early for recording uh but we're gonna drop it normal down friday next week's halloween so we're not gonna record an episode on halloween we're gonna go the day before so just like this week any news that drops on thursday we'll catch the week after that i'll have my impressions of joker so sam and i can finally unpack this and talk a in depth about joker next week so we'll definitely have a huge episode for you uh so until then we'll see you thank you so much for listening to episode 157 have a great week everybody we'll see you for episode 158 this notebook is now deleted. tired ah <laughs> oh, deleted years ago you bastard <laughs>